Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, right now we're joined uh, with our weekly visit with the former governor of Virginia, the former ambassador to Europe, Jim Gilmore. And, uh, Ambassador, I appreciate you coming on because I thought of you, uh, was it Tuesday night, Monday night or Tuesday night, when there was news about the errant missiles that landed in Poland? And originally the the word got out, oh, my gosh, these are Russian missiles, was this was – this, at that point, we didn't know they were errant. We just didn't know what had happened. And I thought, man, are we on the verge of, is this going to be the trigger for World War III? What What did you think and what have you uh, determined since then had actually happened? Well, good good morning, good John. Morning. Uh, I guess the first thing to do is to, is to remember these, these this terrible murder that take, took place at the University of Virginia. Roxanne and I and both Jay and Ashton, we all went to the University of Virginia, yeah. so we feel very close to the place. But mm-hmm. this this murder of Lavelle Davis and Devin Chandler and Deshaun Perry is really a terrible thing. It is. Uh, I think it's, it's really a blow. Um, and, you know, you, you can't get away co- connecting it back up. Any kind of time you have human tragedy, human beings get killed. It's, it's, it's easy for uh, political figures to think about the big picture and forget about people. Mm-hmm. This Polish thing, you know, two people were killed by these missiles right. uh, in Poland. And that's two families that have lost people. But, uh, frankly, compared to the terrible things that we've seen in Ukraine, uh, the the, tra- the the war crimes, the tortures that are now being revealed, the, uh, the the rapes, the murders, the stealing of children. This is bad stuff that's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, your direct answer is this: uh, when the when the missiles hit Poland, there was some anxiety there that there was a strike against Poland by Russia, and if that is the case then that is a violation of the NATO treaty mm. uh, and could trigger something much larger. You're right about that. I think that the consensus at this point is that air defense missiles went awry and landed in Poland, which just shows you uh, that um, the situation is very dangerous and very volatile there and uh, can go off the rails at any minute. Uh, so I, what I've been saying to you over the months is how serious this matter is. I've tried to talk about not just the battlefield, but I've also tried to talk about the big picture and the danger that we see in Europe and indeed the world. And that's really what I'm trying to yeah. convey to your listeners every time that we get on the on the radio. I, the longer it goes, though, I guess February will be one full year, um, and I, I don't see anything that resolves this between now and then. Uh, the longer it goes, though, there's the more there's a, a greater opportunity for something to happen by mistake. Or for, I, I guess, Vladimir Putin and his his side to say, you know what, things are looking bad. Let's escalate this and see if we can just um, uh, push back or win in a in a crushing way. I mean, or do you think I'm exaggerating what they might do? I, I, I don't think so. I think at this point the the Russians do not have the military capacity to conquer Ukraine. Uh, I think they thought they would do a lightning strike at the beginning that mm-hmm. failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, in fact, the whole time I was ambassador in, in Europe at OSCE, 
they were in occupation, more or less, or with through proxies and through their own soldiers of eastern Ukraine, a poor sliver of it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to get kicked out of that, John. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, when I was in uh, Ukraine itself last May, they told me that they were determined to get back Crimea, uh, which was conquered and taken from them, uh, occupied by the Russians illegally. They are determined to take their own country back. I talked to Tartars who were residents in Crimea. They want their country back. And, uh, and the place doesn't have enough water to sustain military activities like the Russians are doing down there. Mm. They have to get that water from southern Ukraine, and that is why they did the invasion, yeah. because they had to try to take that water from southern Ukraine. Well, now the Ukrainians have taken that back. So what happens now? I think that it's still very volatile. I don't think the Russians can prevail militarily, but I've made the point on this uh, show and on other shows that the war really now is here in the United States. Uh, it's the information war that's going on, and uh, there's a drive towards negotiations. Well, that's up to the Ukrainians if they're ready to negotiate, up to the Russians, but it doesn't look like either side's ready to negotiate at this point. And I think a negotiation that amounts to a surrender would be a very bad thing. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of play with your criticism of marjorie taylor green the congresswoman who said that she wanted an audit of every dime that's been sent over to ukraine and i i wonder you know i i i believe you that you are a fiscal conservative i think you've demonstrated that over and over again in your public career but do you wonder whether uh you're getting crosswise with some of your normal supporters and base with that kind of interaction how do you think that played out well, two things. First of all, I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Uh, I think that if the Ukraine thing goes wrong, uh, and uh, I think the Russians will be encouraged, I think their determination is to put together their empire again, and at that point that endangers the United States itself. And that's why I'm as engaged in this as I am. Second of all, no, I didn't I didn't write a letter to Marjorie Taylor Greene about the audit. I wrote a letter to Marjorie Taylor Greene because she got uh, ahead of herself and issued a speech in which she said that once the Republicans took the majority in the House, that there would be not one more penny going to Ukraine. It was the, it was the cutoff wrote, of the money. The cutoff. That's okay, right. okay. Uh, that's that's a good distinction. I said, look, I said, that is really wrong, and stop doing that, because mm-hmm. it's exactly what the Russians want the Americans to do, and, and you shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Now, I also told her in the letter, I said, look, you know, we're all conservatives here. We don't want our money being wasted. So uh, audits are okay, but not a cutoff. That is play- taking the Russian side in this conflict, right, well, and that's not, not what she should be doing. Maybe you moved her on that, you think? Possibly. I don't know if, if I have that influence or not. I was just trying to do the right thing. Uh, but I think she probably heard it. I think a lot of Republicans heard it. Yeah, the audit issue is probably important. I mean, you know, Tucker's on there. Uh, he, I think he's at a different level of hostility towards this. But the, the the concern about the wasted money and whether we're being fleeced and somebody's driving around in a Rolls Royce somewhere because we thought we were sending money to, to help fight a war, but they're getting rich off of it. That's a different, that's a different issue. You well, that think- kind of thing could no. I do, look, that kind of thing could be going on, but the main the main point is number one. There's no data whatsoever that is yeah. supporting that none, and therefore you have to assume that this is the Russians working through the information war and trying to influence political people. Mm-hmm. And second of all, the the ball you got to keep your eye on is not letting the Russians succeed in this war. 
right. uh, because of the danger in the future. That's the main thing. And so far, it's not just the Americans. It's the Western powers, all of us, the Germans, the French. The, you know, even NATO is supporting Ukraine. Yeah. And that's why, of course, that missile strike was so risky, because everybody knows that NATO forces are supporting Ukraine in their defense. Uh, NATO is a defensive alliance, but the Russians may become increasingly desperate as time goes on. And real quick, because I do have to run, did you watch President Biden's journey overseas with both the climate conference and his meeting with President Xi? And uh, did you have any quick reaction to any of that? I'm aware of it. Uh, I'll read more about his meeting with the president of China. Uh, But it would appear to me that the Americans and the Chinese are trying to calm down a little bit their conflict. And I think that would be a very positive thing, because one of the implications of the Ukraine war is that if the if the Western powers are routed in this thing, then the Chinese may say, well, look, this is the time for aggression. Right. And I think right now the Americans should be sending a message that that doesn't work and that aggression doesn't work and that the Taiwan should not be invaded. There are not a people that want to be Chinese. Uh, and uh, we should not allow aggression to become the order of the day in the world. Yeah, interesting. Uh, former just governor. Got from a, just got back from a, a long trip. I went out to Ferrum and gave a uh, speech on this, oh, uh, did on you? this issue. And, uh, yeah, it was very successful, I think. But it's a long way out there. But I was happy to go out there <laughs> and be the inaugural speaker in, uh, in, uh, the, uh, uh, in the law firm's uh, uh, Gentry Locke uh, established a lecture series out there and asked me to come out. He'd be the first. Well, that's very at nice. Ferrum College. I'm sure they. Yeah. Uh, Ferrum's. It's beautiful out there, and you got to put some miles on the car, but it's worth the trip. That's great. Uh, listen, I appreciate yeah. you joining us this morning, Governor. Thank you. Good. Thank you very much, John. Former Governor Jim Gilmore, former Ambassador to Europe under President Trump. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.